Nation, we are back, y'all. Coronavirus ain't stopping us. Huh, Marcus? Ain't no corona stopping us. Nope. I think we're, what, three weeks in? Yeah, I think I think this is towards the end of week three. I think, what, uh, come, actually, this upcoming Monday will be the legit end of week three. Like, the official, if we go by calendar. Um, the peak of everything is actually supposed to be like at the end of this week, right? Like supposedly, remember they were saying the three week peak, oh peak yeah. out at three. Well, what is it? It's actually, I mean, it's kind of working. Like you look at in the Bay Area when they shut everything, shit had that hardcore, you know, shelter in place in effect over there for a couple weeks, and they legit flattened that curve. You know, I'm just saying this to, you know, to say something. Like, it actually works. You know, we'll yeah, see what man. happens here. Man, there's some... It's just crazy because if you think about it, like... It's getting better here in California. It's getting a lot better. Yeah. Well, what was it? California was actually kind of... I don't want to say, like, ahead of the game, but um, when it comes to, like, I mean, compared to the nation as a whole, when they were first talking about, like, when the break was happening in China, obviously, when it was, and all that back in late January, um, they were already uh, working on getting, like, the American citizens back over here, and knew that, uh, obviously, be taking them back, there might be a chance that they have it. So California, we've kind of been a little bit, uh, I would say, ahead of the game with it. We we are, actually. Uh, there's been multiple articles recently, like within yesterday, just written about California and what we're doing and the measures we're taking compared to um, other big states. Um, yeah. If you look at the curve are, for us, if yeah. you look at the curve for us, Right now, I think the one they were showing yesterday, and um, by the way, like I'm getting this info not off like the media on TV. I'm actually researching it myself from scientists because that's how you educate yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I know, I know. Yeah, because everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody oh, around yeah. me is TV. Oh yeah, everybody yeah, wants like, to get their stuff off. Yeah, like my mom is like over here almost in tears about the newscaster Como having it. Dude, my mom was upset about that dude too. Yeah, what's up with that? Because you know why? Cuomo? Okay, Chris Cuomo, he's a cool dude. Like, I like his show. He's cool. He calls everybody out on both sides. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. But uh, what's funny though, he's on my mom's list. He's on the list. No, but of course he is, right? But of course. Yeah, you know that list when I'm talking. That is occupied yep. by Bret Hart and uh, Mark Wahlberg. He is on that list. But, isn't Jeff? Uh, isn't Jeff Hardy on the list? I think so. You he know? was, uh, huh? I, I, he was back, you know, especially sadly, like in his prime. Like, but his prime was obviously when he was all like drug fueled and everything. That 2009, 2010 Jeff Hardy. But uh, yeah, he was all about Jeff Hardy, man. 
I wonder if he still is on the list, though. I'd have to check. I'll have to check on that week. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it, we're our state's getting better. Um, it's just getting we're getting better, bro. Like that's that's oh, the yeah. best part. We're getting better, and man, I don't know. I think by I say by the end of June, probably beginning of July, life will be normal. Yeah, I I feel by at least at least. I have a feeling what's going to be. I have, I don't know why. I feel like this may make it seem like a movie, but I feel like it is going to be kind of like 4th of July, you know, like by 4th of July, they're going to try to have like, especially if everybody is taking this seriously, you know, like unfortunately, you know, like Texas got into the stay at home for shelter in place game like earlier this week and Florida just went yesterday, you know, and they're two of the biggest state, uh, state side, you know, in our country, but they barely got in on that. But I feel like if everybody is taking this seriously and does their part, I feel by 4th of July, I feel like that's kind of like the, uh, that'll be the big, like, celebration, you know, because it's an independence day. We've been free of, now we're free of coronavirus. Well, so get like Bill Pullman to come up and give like a great speech like he did in Independence Day. And it'll be this whole thing of like we'll have parties on you know, on fourth of July and celebrate. I have a feeling it's gonna be done. So we'll see. Really? I have a I I have a feeling it's gonna be like fourth of July. Like fourth of July time that as a majority like like I mean keeping an open mind like all we know, it could get worse. You know, we don't know. It's a virus. It can change. It can mutate. Get, you know, it's not, I feel like if things go the way it is now, by 4th of July, things will kind of be open back up. We'll have some sort of normal speed again. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think we'll be fine, man. Um, we everybody to be honest is just looking at the the bad and i get it like oh, 50,000 people died that that is bad but 200,000 have recovered i mean i guess the positives right oh i know see that's the thing that they're not showing you like i read there was a 104 year old man that got it and recovered from it. you know yes that's yes it. there's been a 104 year old and there's also been 103 uh, to give people hope. Yes, that lady in Iran, man. Um, that lady in Iran. She also, I think, but she didn't she beat, uh, didn't she beat the plague and all that too? Like, oh dang. <laughs> yeah, dang. like. Uh, good for good for her. If that's if that's real, if she really did get somebody, get her a freaking medal and like whatever else she wants for the rest of her life. Like, for real. It's for you, girl. It's for you. <laughs> like, for reals. Uh, yeah, Dang, I thought that was pretty cool. Dang. She had, that lady's had a rough life. A female <laughs> in Iran living through the plague and now this. And contracted possibly both. God. Oh, I know. She's doing Dang. some work. Good for her. Good for her. God bless her. 
So, today, you know, it's not going to be like the normal podcast where we, we go over a ton of news, we're going to go over some problems, even though we got problems, and your boy's we been solving some. Huh? Ooh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah, I've been solving them. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, I ain't going to the store really. Yeah. So like, they have to come to me. <laughs> you know, the store's got to come to me, and uh, we'll talk about that on another episode because this weekend is WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania. So depending on when you hear this, either hasn't happened or already did happen. Who knows? Uh, but. We will talk a lot about that stuff then. Um, today, we're going to dedicate this whole show to Batman movies of the 90s. And I'm going to call the 89 movie of the 90s. I'm just going to call yeah. it that. Um, yeah, it was- we're going to talk about the figs, but we're also going to talk about the movies. Um, and I know that may seem like, oh, you guys are fitting a lot into one episode. Well, like... We actually, I think, enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have a lot to, I'm not, you know, there's, there's not going to be a ton of scrutiny. Not as much as people no. would think. No. Even when we get to the final two. Yes, because. The, the back half. Yes, because even when you look at them now, it's more enjoyable and in a, in a way, uh, it's it's almost like happily like crazy or like happily like you know everything we look at now from like the 90s is cheesy but yeah. it also is like a smile on your face cuz like you remember it vividly yeah. yeah all right so should we get going let's get going okay so we're going to start off obviously with the 1989 batman from tim burton and we're going to hop into what the movie was, uh, the movie, which, you know, Marcus, this movie was so much different than what people were used to from Batman on TV, right? This is the last the only previous Yeah, like all the Adam West ones. Like those yeah. Adam West ones were so cheesy. They were. I actually have the movie. The movie of what? Of the Adam West. They made the movie where all the villains came to defeat Batman. And there's a super cheesy scene. Where he's getting attacked by a shark and God, see, it is so bad. It, it, it was just so bad. I, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I I remember I used to watch like the show sometimes uh, with my dad, but I I didn't like it. It was too lame. Yeah. Um, but this movie, man, uh, I think it'd just be fun to talk about some facts. Just some facts for the movie, you know. Um. Because we both loved it a lot. Uh, I think that the soundtrack was really cool. Oh, um, the did? Yeah, and like, 
it worked along with the movie, you know, like the parts where they used his music. Oh. Do you know like, why he did that, though? Like, why he did that? No. So he did it. I read it. It was after when Prince died a couple years ago and every all this stuff, you know, they made a couple, like, you know, all these TV specials on Prince. And, and they were talking about uh, the Batman soundtrack. The main reason he did it was because he wanted to impress and get with Tim Basinger, who played Big uh, Bale, like the love interest in the movie. He was all about her. And I think they hated her like, a little bit. They dated it for a time, but he did that, like, all to impress her. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yep. yep. She was really pretty, man. Yeah. That's that's B Rabbit's song, dude. Oh, oh, I know. But, like, in this movie, she was, like, actually, yeah. like, really pretty. Yeah. Wow, uh... I thought, you know what, I'll start off with this, man. Start off with this. You know that she was a last-minute replacement to be uh, Vicky Vale? I did not know that. Yes, it was originally supposed to be the Blade Runner actress, uh, Sean Young. Who was in a ton of other movies, if you remember. Like, from those 80s. Yeah, but... um, She was horse riding for a scene in the movie, and she fell down and broke her collarbone. Wow. Yes, so they called up Kim Basinger to see if she was available, and she was, but she had to go to work within, like, the next couple days, so she didn't even know her lines well yet. Oh, dang. That's crazy, because when you think about that whole kind of first movie, yeah, it's a, it was like a bat, it's bat, you know, it's a movie, and has obviously Jack Nicholson Joker, which is phenomenal. But that movie kind of really centered around her, you know? And you know what's crazy <laughs> is that horse riding scene I'm telling you about was... Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry. So, corona, corona, no. Uh oh. The um, horse riding scene that this woman played, Sean Young, uh, was supposed to be in the Batman movie. That was a part of the movie. Like, that was written in the movie, and if you notice, that never occurred in the actual movie at all. Yeah, it didn't. All right. uh, uh, Here's some more fun facts about this movie. Um Michael Keaton wasn't the supposed to be the original like person for Batman. Yeah, who was? Ray Liotta. Wow. Holy crap. Yes, I uh I heard that somewhere. He turned them Why? down and wouldn't even meet with them. Holy crap. Crazy. Dude. That would have wow. And you want to know something else? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. All right, I'm going to keep knocking out these facts for you. Once they ended up getting Michael Keaton, because Ray turned it down, they actually offered Ray a Joker first. Oh, and he turned dude. it down. 
And he then they offered him Harvey Dent months later, and he turned that down too. Dude, he's just like Warner Brothers. Get out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, I guess you know he's expressed how he regrets it, but it didn't hurt him. I mean, if you think about it, in '89 he did Feel the Dreams, and then yeah. soon after was Goodfellas. Yeah, let's be real. Like honestly, Goodfellas that was. That's the type of movie you're wanting to offer of that. Your career is made off of that. His career was made from that. So he's fine. He's fine. It's just crazy to think, like, what could have been had he been Batman, you know? And what's funny is, like, Keaton himself, when he was cast as Batman... Because people got to remember, Tim Burton was coming from, like, how he got hot was by doing Pee-wee movies. Yeah. And so then when he got on board, people were like, oh, is this going to be still cheesy? Because, like, we were, you know, people were done with that type of Batman. Like, they were wow. ready for some dark, like, Batman. Like, And then when they cast Keaton, they're like, oh, this is definitely going to be cheesy. He's Beetlejuice. Like, Beetlejuice, Mr. Bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you know, and he didn't even get, like, a huge, like, payday, like you would assume. And, yeah. man, I think Keaton just knocked out the park. There's even, like, little things that he ad-libbed that made it better. Like, they wanted him to say in the beginning of the movie, if you remember, he got, like, one of the robbers or he was breaking something up. In the comics, you know, he, he said, I am the knight. Well, shoot, Keaton was like, I don't want to say that. So he ad-libbed, I am Batman. And now that's in every single movement. Yes, that's like, and that's how crazy that's is the that? Main Batman. Yeah. And by the way, Keaton also made the Batman voice. Oh, really? Like yes. Star voice. Okay. Yes, even in recent years, Keaton himself, because. When you deep dive into these movies, you realize, oh, man, he set the tone for a lot of things. He said yeah. himself that these characters have to have logic to it. There's no way a criminal's going to j- just doesn't look at me and say, oh, that's Bruce Wayne, everybody. I figured it out because I, he talks the exact same. He goes, why wouldn't yeah. your voice have to change? And like looking at it now, you know, a past episode we did on Arrow, Oliver Queen's voice was different. Yeah, they all – that's the thing. He has – like Oliver had the voice changer. I remember Sarah as the canary used the voice changer. The flash does his little like, vibrates his vocal cords and stuff. They all do that. Good. Oh. Yeah. Um. By the way, your boy Billy D. Yep. Billy D. Williams, who doesn't know what he is, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Lando. Bro, uh, you know what? He, he old dude. He gets the break. He old. He old. He just needs to shut up. Now, I know we're talking about all the Batman movies, but did you know that he was supposed to come back as Harvey Dent in forever? Yes, I actually have that because when I was researching the later ones forever, there's a whole bunch. I have like the whole original cast for that, and it was some stuff, bro. Yeah, uh, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, to be honest, it it worked out better that he wasn't back because it was such a long time in between movies in a way. And they didn't even bring back the same Batman, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I'll actually get the forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, 
So as good as Billy D's contract was, because his was like, you know, yeah, bigger than uh, Keaton's, which is crazy. Um, Nicholson had the biggest contract. Yes. Nicholson was given a six million dollar upfront fee. He also took get this dude. This is how smart this guy is. Because remember, he's he's huge at this time. So yeah, and I remember hearing about. Like, I watched. I think it was like a documentary on it, and they were talking about how like at first he was very reluctant to do this movie. So oh, he and said, he was a jerk, dude. Jack yeah. Nicholson was a complete dick to everybody on the set. He was awful, yeah. like a. Not like so much as the actors, but like all the wardrobe people, all of them, they hated him. Yeah. He was such a jerk to them. No matter what movie he does, he always has like, and it's not like people that have the, uh, I think they're called writers or whatever it is. Like, you know, the showrunners? Yeah. Like, they always have like their demands. Like, I want this, this, and this. Like, he always legit has his demands. Like, okay, not only am I going to get paid. But I also want this. I want this. I want this. Like, only gets his worth. Like, that movie he did, um, The Departed. Like, have you ever seen that movie? Mm, it's not ringing a bell. I probably have, though. I've heard of it. I've, like, There's I've heard of it. the one with uh, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, un- everybody was basically undercover. But anyway, in this movie... Like, he plays the mob boss guy, but he says if he does it, like, one of the funniest things in this movie was there's a part where he's, like, in a porn theater, backing off, but he says in his contract he had to have that in the movie. Like, they had to give him or else he wouldn't. It's like, bro, yeah, you Jack Nicholson, you can still pull, like, fine women and everything, but, bro, you old. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see that, Jack yeah, I don't want to see that. But I think the best thing he did for like this Batman movie for himself was, bro, think of this, okay? This is mind-boggling, and they knew that. I guess they knew they needed him for this movie because he's one of my oh. favorite Jokers, man. He, he he's right up there. I actually have all three of them, the real three. Um, now I have them all on the same level because they're all different. Yeah, they um, are. But, dude, this guy took a percentage of the profits for the movie. Yep. He took the merchandise, a percentage of the merchandising, and all the sequels. Even though he never played in any of them. He was supposed to, actually. Yeah, yeah, but think how crazy that is. He never, ever actually showed up in another movie again. And this man got paid. And he got paid out uh 50 to 60 million which today that equals 100 million yeah uh i just think that's so mind-boggling bro like it's just uh and by the way i guess uh batman this batman almost got darker they wanted to actually kill the reporter the the guy yeah you remember the guy that was hating on bruce yeah exactly Yes. Uh, by the way, did you want to go over, um, like, right after I talk about the movie, The Toys? Uh, sure. Okay, so the first Batman toys for this movie uh, were released in, like, 89 and 90, mostly 90. And they were by Toy Biz, which is interesting because Toy Biz later became, like, Marvel Toy Biz. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and there's, yeah, and there's only and actually, you know, fun toy fact. Uh, most of the early toy biz stuff was DC. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think what's interesting is what you always kind of say is DC already did that. Marvel's just caught following along. That, but the Marvel. That is true. But Marvels, for some reason, they take the ideas that DC had, and a lot of the times, it seems like in these toys and stuff, they turned out better. Yeah, uh, they do have better execution. I will say that. But perfect. It's kind of word, perfect word. It, yeah, they 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 have better execution. But the interesting thing, though, with that, I find interesting is that at the time, because yeah, like superheroes were like the thing and marvel was kind of that was dude marvel was like bankrupt during that time like in that like early 90s in the like late 80s and the 90s that was when marvel was like bankrupt and they sold off all the film rights and everything and that's why you know they have to piece together the mcu the way they do now but uh that's interesting i wonder what happened to make toy biz then pretty much jump ship from dc to marvel because at that time in the 90s, DC was kind of the more stable force in the comics. Well, I think maybe we'll have to hop into it. Maybe just a strictly DC, you know, straight up manufacturer episode. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of these. And what's crazy with this first movie, though, there wasn't that many toys, man. There was about like maybe 14 altogether. Oh, wow. Yeah, there wasn't that many. There was a few... Uh, like actual figures, there was weirdly they had like uh they had Joker, one with a haircut and one without a haircut, which is like a man like obviously an error. They had a couple uh the Batmans were different. They had three different Batmans that all looked the exact same, but one had a round face, one had a square face, and one had actual Keaton's face. Dude, that's so weird. That's you know what's so crazy? Weird. What's crazy is the one figure I would want out of all of these, which these are pricey now. I mean, these are God over 30 years old, uh, would be Bob the Goon, the main goon with the blonde hair that looked like Vince Neil with a hat on. Oh, that guy. They made a figure of him. Didn't, didn't well, didn't, wasn't that Jack Nicholson's friend? Probably, I, I, probably, man. I wouldn't I, I think, doubt it. I think I remember that. Like, I think that that's his homeboy that's always with him at the Lakers. Oh, okay. I think so. No. I think it is because like I'll have to look into it, but I think if I remember correctly, when they were talking about like his massive contract for you know to be to do this movie, part of like one of the things he's like, oh, you also got to put my homeboy in this movie. That makes that so much his, sense. And that was his right. Hand. That's why the guy was like always so close to him in the movie because that was his actual like best friend, like his best friend that's with him all the time. I think that was him. I think it is. I'm gonna have to look into that. Wow. And I'll bring my Finding Star next up. Yeah, I think that was him. That's crazy. Oh, man, that's pretty nice. Uh, I didn't think about yeah, that. Um, Homie got an action figure out of that. Good thing. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, By the way, like, before I go off this topic, because, you know, we're going to move on to another movie, uh, this movie, this toys were cool because it had like, the first cool Batmobiles and the Bat Cycles, the yeah. Bat Wings, um, which actually get cooler and cooler, you know, as these movies progress. Um, 
But by the way, like when we end this real quick, dude, Jack Nicholson legit thinks that Joker character's cursed. Really? Yeah, uh, because of the mindset that he feels everybody has to get in to actually be the Joker. And like oh, he's he said in statements that he warned Heath Ledger about taking the role. I actually have heard that. I have heard that. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, man, like, yeah. you know, um, I would talk about box office stuff, but I kind of want to wait until we're done with all four of the movies, and then we'll bring up yeah. box office stuff. Um. Then we're going to move on to uh, 1992's Batman Returns. Yeah. Which, out of all the ones that we're talking about today, is probably my favorite. Um, yeah. It's a lot darker. To be, <laughs> uh, yeah. This now, movie, actually. As a, do you count, wait, do you count, real quick, do you count that as a Christmas? No, man. I don't, I don't even think of it as a Christmas movie. Okay, well, because it's like that during Christmas. I know, but I don't. I don't even think about it during Christmas. He okay. doesn't talk about Christmas. <laughs> no, I know, but okay, anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. Batman doesn't really mention Christmas. No. But uh, no, like this movie though, um, not going too much into box office stuff, but actually, you know did worse but that was because of how scary it was for kids yeah um i know people now i'm not gonna say that they're still <laughs> scared of it but i mean and I, I know, know who you're well there's multiple it's not just that person like yeah. i've come across a lot of people who that was a scary movie to them yeah. well i mean i think like think about it like the opening scene of that movie is literally Pee Wee Herman, because it's funny, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, played the Penguin's dad. It's literally like him and his wife, like, scared of their baby. They see their baby eat the cat, and then they dump it in a river, like, to get rid of it. As a kid, Isn't dude, that that's some scary stuff. That was some scary stuff. I thought, I still think it's kind of creepy. You know, I'm not scared of it, but I think it's it's definitely creepy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a trip if you think about it. But this movie, man, um, you know, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, obviously oh, Keaton, and uh, oh, who's my and what was my boy? Oh man, I'm thinking Christopher Walken. Yeah, as Shrek, the villain. Yeah, and if you think about it, he's the he's the real villain of the movie. Oh, he was. He was. Um, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, hop into some fun facts about this movie. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer was not the first choice. Wow. I know. Who was it? Annette Bening. What the heck? Yeah. That's very weird. That's uh, she, she actually accepted the role, but she, then she found out she was pregnant. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. By the way, there was other people that were trying um, to do this because uh, Madonna wanted the role. Cher. I, 
Oh, wow. Bridget Fonda. And you know who else wanted the role and even made a homemade Catwoman outfit that she brought to her audition was Sean Young, the same woman who was supposed to be Vicky Vale. I remember that. She was like crazy about it. Like she went crazy. That kind of killed her career in Hollywood. I remember that now. Yes. Uh, you want to know? And let's keep going with these. Uh, Shrek was they want dude walking wasn't even the first choice and this is a trend i feel like with these movies oh dude wait till we get to the next movie I get on that. uh it really david bowie was supposed they wanted to play shrek okay that uh, huh that would have been cool i like david bowie he's cool yeah but he's not nearly as good as my boy chris walking no 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 because that's Uh, he he instead, dude, David Bowie instead chose to play the role in Twin Peaks. Um, hey, you but, know what? I want to say it worked out for everybody. Yeah. Um, by the way, dude, listen to this like group of people that were possibly gonna play Penguin. Um, I'm not saying Dan DeVito was a part of the group though. So you know, Dan DeVito. Okay. No one was picked over the other, but Danny DeVito, John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Dean Martin, Christopher Lloyd, Dustin Hoffman, and Marlon Brando. But they picked Danny DeVito because he was what they want. They thought most would be the paying one for the movie. And I think they're right, bro. He was awesome. Well, dude, and not only that, like, they literally now, like, reformatted the way the Penguin looked after him. Because if you remember, the Penguin, like, in the comics before and even in the 60s series, he was just a tall guy that would wear the tuxedo and the top, you know? But because of Danny DeVito's Penguin, that's the reason when they make him, like, all fat and gruesome and just, like, fat. That creepy fat guy that everybody knows. Everybody knows like a fat, greasy, creepy guy like that. I just find it funny too. Um, Michael Keaton, you know, he was on Mark Maron's uh, What the F podcast. And Mark Maron's huge, bro. Maron's had Obama. He, you know, he's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, he's admitted that he's never watched the full like version of Batman Returns, like he's never sat down and watched the whole thing. Oh, oh. And he said that? on the show, well, he said on the show that he only took that role because he needed money for a real estate deal. <laughs> and guess what? He only made $10 million on that movie. Uh, I mean, only, only, right? Only. Yeah, Oh. Uh, the storyline was supposed to be different. The original script actually had them, uh, Penguin and Catwoman, teaming up for a hidden treasure. Okay. But they changed it to be like the way the 60s style movie was, or TV show was. Yeah. There was no Harvey Dent in this one. Yep. And by the way, how crazy is it that there was supposed to be a Robin in this movie. Oh. I, I did not know that he was. 
and this would have made me so happy, but it was actually supposed to be Marlon Wayne's. Bro, I was going to get into that with Batman Forever. Marlon Wayne's for Batman Returns yeah. had not only been cast as Robin, but he also got measured for a suit. Yeah, dude. And like, like I mean, I'll get way into that more in, uh, well, with with the next one, Batman Forever. But yeah, he that dude actually still gets paid for Batman, especially for forever. He signed with him, and even though they didn't use him, that to this day, that brother still gets residual checks for it. Yeah, I just find it interesting too because, um, like even Tim Burton, dude, he had to be convinced to do this second film. Yeah, which is crazy, kind of kind of surprising to me because, like, I don't know. I I like this film a lot. Um, I felt like that is definitely the more like you know that that's a Tim Burton film, you know. What's crazy too is that, you know. Uh, this movie actually like had the highest opening weekend of the whole year that year. Oh wow! Yes, like insane. Like, by the way, Michelle Pfeiffer hated her costume. Yep, she never wants to see a Catwoman costume again. Wow! Wow! Yep. Hi, girl. Why? And I think it's hilarious. Like, the film was actually reviewed like negatively because of how uh, how dark it was. Yeah. And McDonald's even scrapped the toys. Yes, I did see that. That's why things actually changed up with that. number three. And you know what's crazy? Uh. Michelle Pfeiffer was actually supposed to get her own spinoff, but just didn't work out. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, uh, by the way, super random, but um, Tim Burton was scared of Christopher Walken. What the heck? Yeah, he scared the hell out of him, I guess. That's that's weird. Super weird, right? I don't see Tim Burton as a guy that gets scared. Or maybe he does, and he just, like, makes these creepy movies and gets scared of his creation. I don't know, dude, but that's weird. That is weird. By the way, that last scene in this movie, Batman Returns, cost $250,000. Like the one where Catwoman's looking up at the moon and everything? Yep. Because okay. that that was filmed because they decided they want that as the final shot. That was filmed literally three weeks before the film opened. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they had to wow. get a whole, another suit. They had to get a body double just for that. How crazy is that, bro? When, like, when you think about it. Wow. Yeah, right? Like, kind of blows my mind, too. Because to me, that kind of, like, tapped off the movie. Yeah, and dude, like, let's talk some Batman Returns toys. Oh, man. They get so wild on this movie for toys, dude. Um, We got full-on, like, 16-inch figures. We got uh, play sets for this one. Like, there's a giant Batcave Command Center, which looks awesome. 
series one and this is where they go um i think this is where like spider-man and other things take they took from batman but batman originally took from uh he-man if you ever notice what he-man in this in the series there's always a he-man when you release a series of he-man there's at least one he-man because he's the guy right yeah well the you know in batman he doesn't have partners like he-man did it's just mainly batman and just like yeah. with Spider-Man and those early Toy Biz ones, there's a million different Spider-Mans. Well, this one, there's a million different Batmans. There's Crime Attack Batman. There's Air Attack Batman. This is all just Series 1, by the way. Arctic Batman, which I, I had as a kid because I stole it from my brother. Uh, Deep Dive Batman. Like, there's at least eight different colored Batmans all in Series 1. Yes, and then there's a Bruce Wayne. Then there's a Catwoman. There's a Penguin that looks nothing really like the movie Penguin. And they even released a Robin. What? Yeah, they released a Robin toy for this movie. That's okay. I know. And by the way, Series 2, which was released in 94, crazy, right? Two years later for the same movie. Uh, Man, this movie... This this was just a bunch of more Batmans that, you know, different colors. Uh, Toys R Us got exclusives. The vehicles, the Batmobiles, the Bat, uh, like, boat, all this stuff. They even, like, uh, they just basically changed the colors on them. They look almost the exact same from the first yeah. one. And I'm not going to talk about, like, the newer movie, the newer figures of this movie, but I just thought it was crazy, man, to see all these return movies. And uh, I'm going to throw a shout-out to the Batman Returns uh, Super Nintendo game. That game's actually kind of fun, but kind of hard at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to get into Forever? All right. So, originally, as we... Uh, dude, so forever, I feel this is obviously like the shift in the movie because of uh, like uh, the tone and everything. And honestly, for me, it's a coin toss between forever and Batman Returns is my like favorite out of the original four. Like, I like those two equal. They're my my two favorites from the original quadrilogy. Of Batman. Um, but so the original name for Batman Forever was, it was originally supposed to be called Batman Continues. So it was originally supposed to be called Batman Continues. And this was the final film uh, that Tim Burton was a part of. Now, see, he didn't, um, he didn't uh, direct the film, but he stayed on as a producer for it. And, um, when they changed the name from continues to from Batman continues to Batman forever, like he hated it. Like he hated the name. He thought it was like something like somebody would get, like if they were drunk and got a tattoo, like they like tattooed on like Batman forever. Like he hated that name. And um, so this was like really his last, like he was kind of done with it. And which makes sense because how you stated earlier, they had to, you know, really persuade him into doing uh, return. So here we have uh, Batman Forever. They Joel Schumacher as the he's the new director for it, and they wanted him to go like a lot lighter with it because like 
said, McDonald's even pulled their toys. Number two was so dark that they wanted to make it a lot brighter. But uh, this was the original cast. Michael Keaton was set to return. Bruce Wayne. Uh, in this movie, we had the Dr. Chase Meridian. He was like the love interest played by Nicole Kidman. Originally, it was supposed to be played by Renee Russo. Uh, if you guys, if you don't know, she was like Mel Gibson's love interest in the Lethal Weapon movie series, and then even she played Thor's mom in, in the MCU. So she was supposed to be the psychiatrist. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was supposed to come back. Uh, they were bringing back Harvey Dent, obviously. So Billy D. Williams was actually to the movie to reprise his role as Harvey Dent and become Two-Face. Uh, then, originally, uh, Robin Williams was set to play the Riddler. And he, really? I guess, was actually, yes, he was wow. actually supposed to show up in uh, Batman Returns. They were going to have the Riddler in that movie. And Robin Williams did like a like a like a screen or like a script read for it and everything, but they're like, okay, we got too much going on in this movie. We don't want to make it too impassive. But yes, Robin which Williams is, uh, was supposed to be. Which is the same reason why Marlon couldn't be bat- Robin because they said they already had too much going on. That's crazy. That, That's crazy. Wow. And so you have Robin Williams supposed to be uh, the Riddler, and then like we said, Marlon Wayne's was he was cast as Robin. And it's funny because the way they, I think it would have been really interesting the way they did Robin because the way, way it was supposed to be uh, was that, you know, like he was supposed to be, like, you know, the term, um, like, oh, a little bird told me this, you know, like that yeah. quote out there mm-hmm. uh, for people that get into uh, That was supposed to be the take on Robin that they were going to go with. He was kind of like going to be this little like street kid that knew all the information on the street. And that's what. Robin me. That's why they were gonna use that a little old this. He used to be almost like Batman before in a way. But yeah, homie. His snitch. Guy, like he signed on, like yeah. It's gonna be Batman. But dude, homie still gets paid to this day for it, which is that, incredible. Like, good that's so yeah. awesome. Good for, yeah, dude, that's but, so cool. But it, it, this is the craziest thing about this movie. So obviously Robin Williams who was trying to be, uh, who was supposed to be the Riddler, but then uh, after it changed, because he once, Tim Burton was originally set to direct, and then Warner Brothers went like a whole different direction with it, but because they wanted to make it lighter and not as dark as the other one, so that's when they shifted everything, and because they shifted it, it stopped Tim Burton directing it and moved directly to Joel Schumacher, Everything, everybody shifted. Uh, Michael Keaton dropped out. Uh, Rene Russo wasn't going to do it. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I'm not sure what happened with her, but she just didn't do it. They replaced Billy D with Tommy Lee Jones. And at first, Tommy Lee Jones didn't even want to do it, uh, but his son talked him into doing it. And then they were going to, and then obviously Robin Williams was out as Fred, but while so since there was this vacancy, and we know that ultimately Jeff Harris played the role of the Riddler, Michael Jackson tried so hard to play the Riddler. Like, he beat it, 
he begged. This brother wanted to be Mike. Uh, Michael Jackson wanted to be the Riddler. He he tried hecka hard to be the Riddler, and but ultimately it went to Jim Carrey, and then Marlon Wayans we know got replaced with Chris O'Donnell. And so, uh, even though it did have a lighter tone overall, uh, I guess there's a ton of deleted scenes for this movie. And what I was reading about it, they said all these deleted scenes actually, had they would been in the movie, they made it like a darker film. Like it would have been almost on par of how dark it was. And I will say this, it did give us one of the greatest songs of all time from this movie. Uh, from a rose by Phil. That song is amazing. Oh, that it's song really is all up on the Spotify playlist. Bro, I love that song. And it's and, not, and yeah. it, but 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 see, I don't have the regular one, even though I like the regular one. I'm an acoustic guy, so I got his acoustic version. Oh, but yeah. So, uh, Batman Forever. Uh, I remember. I don't really remember much of the toys. I mean, I know for me. I think it, I think it do, it was actually, but with uh, I did get the Batmobile for this movie because they have like for the toys like a massive Batmobile. I remember I had a Batman action figure. The suit was weird. It was like all black, but he had like parts that were like yellow all throughout his body, and then like he had these like goggles that you could like press on and that would come on, like they would be on the side of his head. And then he had like this like gliding like these gliding wings. It looked like his bat symbol. But well, like I'm looking at this symbol. figure right now. Uh huh. And it was the Batman Night Hunter. Okay. Yeah, that was the technical name for it with the claw glider wing and night vision goggles. Yes, I remember that. That was I had that toy. I thought it was kind of cool. It was just weird. It just seemed weird. Do you want me to dive into the toys, Marcus? Go ahead. Dive into I know you all. Always, man. I'm always about the toys. Uh, I think I only had, like, a Batman figure from this. Um, and, of course, it was a red one. <laughs> uh, but, of course. Right? Uh, I got a red one, and I had a... Yeah, just the red one, but, man, there's so many, like, there was at least 40 pieces of, like, figures released for this movie. Yeah. Which is a lot. Um, They still had the big Batman, you know, the last time it was 16, they had a 15. Um, Some of these, actually, like, when I look at them, I'm like, man, they would have been cool to own. Um, Like, the Batcave, I always thought those were cool, the sets, the Batcaves, you know, like. Yeah, dude, those toys are always dope, always love them. Um, I was such a big Robin fan. I thought he was so cool. I uh, too. I thought I thought Chris O'Donnell was like super cool. Like I thought Chris O'Donnell's Robin was. Super cool. Oh, I liked him so much that I'll talk more about it in the next movie. But I had a couple Robin toys from the next movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but man, Batman. What they did with this one again was, you know, this one had talking figures, bro, and they had a Riddler, huh? Okay, no, okay. Oh, yeah, uh, they had the Riddler talking figure, and I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't want that. That'd be kind of creepy. Oh, why would you? No, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, uh, 
And, dude, what they did again with this movie, you know, it's Batman. So guess what? You're going to have at least 15 different Batmans, bro. Yeah. They got Underwater Batman. They got Fireguard Batman. They got Blast Cape. They got a ton. Um, One of the ones I actually thought was kind of cool was uh, like a Transforming Robin one. Yeah, no, like it's just, I know, just different. Um, they actually, and there's one too. I never saw this one before. I don't know if you have, but I thought it was kind of cool. They had a Robin as like the way he looked on his street bike. I think I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. I I remember like because I remember Robin was all about that motorcycle. Yes, yes, and um. I thought what was interesting too is that this one. Remember the last movie we talked about had a lot of Toys R Us exclusives. This one, this one had a uh, Target exclusives. Oh, now. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and they made even like a series two, and the series two, you know, more Batman's. Um, there was always only like one villain though per like these series, which I didn't understand. Yeah. I don't know. You know me. I I, I, yeah. I say it all the time. I, I'm villains. Yeah, you got. Well, you got to have. The thing is, I don't, well, I don't, like I get like it's a way to make more money, obviously. But it's funny how they're making like ooh, like Ice Batman, and like you said, all these different ones. Like that never happened in the movie. <laughs> like that was those are never a part. Like underwater Batman. This dude does not go underwater. Well. No, I don't think he was. They did but swim underwater was, at one point, remember? Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't like a big, like, ooh, this my underwater suit. This is regular suit, but anyway. Oh, that's how they make toys. I think that they was your first them. anyways, huh? That that was, I really did, I did, I just thought that. That was my first one. Oh, good for you. Uh, Shout outs to you. But, uh, so Batman Forever actually was uh so as the last one wasn't successful really successful financially this one was it was highly successful if box office wise to the first um and then do you want to talk about this after we get through the movies or we can talk about it now uh the animated series we'll talk about it after we get through the movies okay okay so we'll get through movies first. Oh, but the last thing, I'm, let me see if you remember this. Do you remember the, like, mugs that came out of Batman Forever? Yes. Yes, I do. From, uh... Wasn't it from, like... I think they were, think they were from McDonald's. Yeah, because McDonald's was doing stuff like that. Yeah. They were... Dude. Dude. Like fast food places back in the like the nineties, dude, they would have some special stuff. And I highly remember these mugs, like because they'd have like the like engravings of Batman and Robin and the ones that have like the joke the cool. Like if yeah. I, I could find those, I would I would totally get them. I remember, gosh, easily fifteen. Easily 15 plus years ago. There used to be uh, over on, in Marysville. That's not where that Pokemon gym is at. I think, was it Pony Express? 
by that gym, uh, across the street, there's old, um, uh, like, thrift shop over there. And it was kind of like a thrift shop, antique store. I remember this guy had, like, a bunch of comic books in there. And they were all for, like, a quarter. And that's where I got, like, a bunch of old Black Panther comics. I got the first issue of The Punisher. I got that there for a quarter. The first and uh, I remember he had those mugs there. And I wanted them so bad. And I'm like, you know, but as a kid, because I just thought they were hecka cool. And looking back, I'm like, dang, I wish I had got I heck remember those. I thought those were super dope. You know what's funny, though, is uh, you always say, oh, man, if I saw all those, I'd probably get them. Don't make me send them to you. Because I know that's what you're going to do. And I know they're heck of expensive now. Because I have looked them up before. And I know you're probably going to be like, bro, here's some reasonably priced ones. And it's just, you know what? I'm going to leave it like this. If I buy in a thrift shop, I'll get it. But don't, don't send me no links. I know I'm, I'm waiting for the text message to drop right now or within the next few minutes of you saying, like, look, here's the, the Batman mugs right here. But anyway. You all like, have no a- idea how many times this guy tells me he would buy this if he sees it. Or a man, oh, if he found this, he would do it. And I send it to him, and then he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to get that. I'm like, dude, it's like the cheapest price you're going to find. I know. Ooh, yeah. speaking of, speaking of, side note before we get into Batman and Rob, I do have to say something about, like, things almost bought last night. I almost figured on the Fury Avengers. That was on the Facebook post? No, I saw this one on, it was on Mercari. Um, it was $42 free shipping, but it was designed. Dude, it was jacked. It was pretty, pretty bad. Like, the head was all, like, the neck part, like, the strings that Marvel does all their bobbleheads was all stretched out, so the head looked all funky. Um, and then they have, like, all these weird, like, markings on it, bro. Like, it, it just looked bad, so I didn't. I didn't get it. But. I'm just still waiting on you to get that new Jack Fig. Oh, dude, I know. New Jack. Ooh, we'll save that. Let's save, let's save new Jack for, in all our wrestling talk for the WrestleMania. wrestling Hey, man, you went into figure buying. I'm just saying. You started I did, it. I did. Right, don't open. Don't open. Don't open the cam, bro, because you know your boy is full. <laughs> I know you is. But right now, we're gonna switch gears and get back to and finish off this Batman film. Right now, we got Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, which is highly regarded, not just as it wasn't just the mo- most financial like the biggest financial failure of all the batman movies you know it's the least grossing man film of all time uh, and not just that but in regards of just film and cinema in general it is considered one of the worst movies of all time let's chill <laughs> and uh so it was you know it was massive financial failure and you know the time when we were talking about stuff like this michael keaton playing batman uh at first you know got hit with a bunch of resistance people they didn't want him they didn't like his choice and then 
killed it. And I remember you told me last night when we were talking about our research stuff for this. And it's funny though, because I feel like that with anybody that plays Batman, like anybody that gets cast as Batman, everyone's like, oh, no, not him. That's not a good choice. The only time that it was liked was when Val Kilmer played him in Batman Forever. But this is the thing. Joel Schumacher, the director, didn't even want him. He wanted Billy Baldwin. He didn't want um, he, he never wanted Val Kilmer. He said he was difficult to work with and everything. So when they did, uh, when Val Kilmer decided not to come back for Batman and Robin, he was like, oh, sweet. Good. Let's get rid of this guy. So uh, Val Kilmer was out. He tried to get Billy Baldwin again. But lo and behold, we get George Clooney, who's super hot right now because this is in the show ER. So he's you know, in ER, they accommodated his schedule, so he was able to do ER and both uh, Batman and Robin. But the funny thing about this was that he is, a lot of people were so happy with that choice, yet he was the worst one. So it kind of shows you that, like, whenever people doubt these people that are cast as Batman, they always end up, like, doing good. And the ones that people are all about, uh, not so much, except for in the case of Alkyl. But, uh, the reason why a lot of people said it didn't do so good was it ultimately felt like it was a toy commercial. You know, this is, they so many gadgets in that movie. Like, well, there's that joke in, like, the you know, 60s Batman series with how, like, Batman had something for everything. So like, ooh, ooh, this is the bat can opener. This is the uh, bat telephone. This is the bat, you know, everything had bat in front of it. All these, all these in this movie, you see a lot of that. And uh, so they said they felt like they were really just doing a toy commercial. And uh, Joel Schumacher, the director, was quoted as saying, one of the actors in the movie said this about Joel Schumacher. Every time they start to film a scene, he'd always yell this out from a megaphone. Remember, everyone, this is a car team. So a lot of people felt like, well, we can't even take this seriously because we're not a cartoon. This is live action. So how are we supposed to do a cartoon that's live action? So a lot of the people didn't even like uh And it's funny. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, who played Robin, and this one, he gets a new suit. It's more like the Nightwing suit because there's a Nightwing suit in there. He still got Robin in the movie. He didn't like his suit. He hated it. And he says this. Even though... He, uh, when they were like doing the press tour for the movie and everything, and a lot of times he was paired up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like that was who he was paired with. around these uh, press tours and everything for the movie. They never actually filmed together. Like even in the scene at the end of the movie when they finally stop him and un- unfreeze the world and all that, and he gives them the stuff they need to help cure Alfred. He wasn't there. Like, they weren't there together. They filmed it completely, like, opposite time. So they used stand-ins all the time. And you know then, what's crazy? Um, I, uh, me, personally, I loved that suit that he wore in this movie way better than that first one. Oh, the Robin? Yeah, it was dope. Hence why I got so many that. figures of it. Yeah, and, um, with, uh, it's, what's cool about it though was because he really was like 
Nightwing in that movie. Like, he really was, you know, he had the Nightwing suit. But what's cool about it, though, even though it was Ant, like, you know, he didn't like that suit. Well, one, he says he still owns it. Like, he still has it. Like, he kept it. But then um, back in 2011, I, yeah, when DC did uh, their new 52, when they did a Nightwing series, Nightwing's new 52 suit was the same as the Batman movie. Instead of, because normally Nightwing has the blue, has like a blue bird on there. Here, he has bird, and it looks exactly like his suit from uh, Batman and Robin, which I thought was kind of hilarious. But, uh, yeah, and check this out. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually not the first choice for Mr. Freeze. It was originally supposed to be Patrick Stewart. Professor X himself. He was as, much, as much as I love Arnold, Patrick Stewart would have done better. Yeah, like, I mean, but then this is the thing that they said, like, Patrick Stewart was supposed to do, and they were talking with him, but then they're like, oh, let's get Arnold. Like, just think about it. He's like, because the, the way they envisioned it as Dr. Freeze, or sorry, Mr. Freeze. Oh, it's is it Mr. Freeze? The doctor. I know the movie. Mr. It's Mr. Freeze. But I always thought it was like later on they changed it to Dr. Freeze or Professor Freeze. I thought they changed it to Dr. Freeze. I don't think so. He was a okay. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, number three. Uh, technically four. I get it. So, yeah. Yeah, you on that anyway train like, today. The reason they liked Arnold so much was that they were, they said, oh, it's like he's literally caught out of an iceberg because he's so big. And Arnold refused to shave his head for the movie, so he just wore a skull cap, like a bald cap the entire time. And then, uh, so yeah, man, this movie, it like, a lot of people didn't like it. I, I ultimately kind of liked it, like the idea of it, because you got they had so many people in here. You got Batman, I was gonna say Robin. yes. Yes. Elise Silverstone as Batgirl. She was. It was a weird in a different take on Batgirl, but still it was cool because they have the like the whole the original three like the team together. They had um, you know you had in the movie Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, and Bane. Like that was to me. It was super cool. I like because it was there was so much going on in there. So well, that and if you look at it uh, from a fight standpoint, it's like three on three. Yeah. Just like the last one, Batman Forever was two on two. Yeah. So this was oh. I liked it. I liked it for that because I liked I it liked in it. general. I think Arnold's stuff's always funny. I mean, and I guess it's because I am laughing at his accent. Um. I'm going to make an assumption here and say that he costs more than Patrick Stewart. Oh, heck yeah. Especially oh, in yeah. that time. Dude, yeah. Terminator, like, not Terminator, but you know, the art was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Banging house, banging those, like, maids, bro. Banging maids. Knocking them up. What's crazy is that later... In animated and video games, Mr. Freeze or Dr. Freeze, whatever. Dr. Freeze feels like a, a knockoff soda. But um, he looks like Patrick Stewart, if you look at him. Yeah. 
he looks more like Patrick Stewart. So that's why I thought it was kind of interesting. They went with Arnold instead. I don't know why. I guess because they wanted it. I guess with Arnold, they felt like they could go more, I guess, cartoonish. And that was the vibe, obviously, that they wanted with the movie. So, you know. Remember he'd make the guys, like, dance? He'd make the guys, like, dance in the cold? And they wanted big stars with, like, the cheesiness with, like, Clooney. Dude, I actually remember as a kid when they announced George Clooney playing Batman because it seemed like such a big deal. Like, every movie they were going to change, you know, it seemed like every movie they were changing uh, actors. So, like, ooh, here's the new Batman. And, it, you know, nowadays, when you hear that stuff, we're like, oh, God, here they go again, you know, like, you get it back to that means they're rebooting everything different because they kept it was a linear story like they still kept with the stuff from the previous but just the action it's kind of crazy compared to now you know like now if they were to do that it would feel like they would have to restart everything with the exception of Don Cheadle as War Machine you know well shoot do you want me to uh Hop into the toys. Are you done? Yeah, go ahead. And but wait, before you hop into the toys, let me t- talk about this this canceled fifth movie. So it's called. Uh, so obviously, after the success of um, Batman Forever, they obviously greenlit Batman and Robin super quick. Like they, you know, greenlit it with the with the quickness. They fast tracked it to make it come out sooner. And then when they're filming it, you know, these studios have to deliver, like, photo steals and everything to the studio because they want to see, oh, to see the progress of the movie. And they liked what they were seeing. Like, but let's be real. Who wouldn't? You're getting three superheroes, all these villains. It's going to look good. They liked what they were seeing. So they fast-tracked and greenlit a fifth movie. It was supposed to be called Batman Unchained. And this movie, bro, would have been insane. Uh, so it was supposed to be a fifth movie called Batman and Chain, and the main villain for the movie it was supposed to be another kind of sort of team up with the Scarecrow, which we later saw in Batman Begins, and Harley Quinn. Now Harley Quinn was coming in, but she wasn't supposed to be girl Joker's girlfriend. She's actually Joker's daughter, and the Scarecrow. Check this out, bro. Going to be played by none other than. One of our favorite rappers of all time, Coolio. Coolio was supposed to play Scarecrow. That would have been awful. I know. (laughs) Coolio was supposed to play uh, Scarecrow. And of course, he's going to be going around like using his fear toxin and everything. So because of the fear going around like poisoning Batman. It, a lot of he's going to be hallucinating, and in the hallucination, a lot of the villains are going to be popping up, and they'd be having these scenes where he's being beat down by them, even though it's just a hallucination. Like Tommy Lee was supposed to come back as Tupac, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Uh, I know Michelle Pfeiffer was supposed to come back as Cat. Um, to be the Penguin, and the big one was Jack Nicholson and that was all like the original fan for but then obviously they have 
Robin played out. George Clooney was like, I'm done. Everybody else just like basically quit them. I was like, nope, nope, it ain't. But yeah, yeah, man. Julio as a peer. I would have hated that. That would have sucked so bad. What could have been, man? What could have been? Maybe. No. Hey, hey, maybe we could have got this. He could have done a dope song for it like he did. Because let's see. We have Julio and Michelle Pfeiffer working on a movie together again. They got a sick song out of it. Uh, you know what? No, 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 no. We got what we got, and guess what? We got somebody showing up to a casino with only two little twists because he ain't got enough hair to do anymore, anymore. Oh. Trying to play, some, trying to do his greatest hits, and over here with the raspy ass voice. That's what we got. <laughs> Old boy was up there dying out, looking for oxygen, being like, "Damn, I ain't done this song in a minute." Yeah. No, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Good lord. Anyways, anyways, now it's from me. Uh, let's hop into these figs. Um, Batman was still doing big scale. They did uh the 12 inches, so they went from 16 to 15, and now to 12. And uh, they did all the the whole cast except Bane. They did more two packs in these ones, and uh. Me personally, from this set, I remember getting uh, there was like a bat hammer and it almost like a plane. I think they they used it in there. I think it was supposed to be like Mister Freeze's thing, but I used it for Batman. Um, huh? Interesting. Yeah. I ended up getting uh, I remember I had like this Batman like attack suit where like you clip on something and he almost had like a like a weapon with it. I remember I had a Robin, like the original Robin with the ice board. And then I ended up getting a two pack with Robin too, where he looked a little like different. Um, he came with poison Ivy where he had like more of a redder suit. Um, and in this movie, man, they came out with a lot of stuff, dude. They, of course, they're coming out with, you know, and this is kind of funny. They, they re-release them, basically. Uh, the Batcave, they always do this, like Wayne Manor Batcave, and then you had the yeah. Ice Fortress, and uh, and of course we had a million different Batmans again. This movie though was kind of special in a way that it was a, and I'm assuming it's a very rare figure now. Um, they had a mail order Batman you could get for this movie. Mail order. Yeah, man. Pretty crazy when you think about it. Like a mail order figure. Like mail order figures yeah. are so expensive now. When you like, yeah. if you buy them secondhand. Um, honestly, a lot of these like, and what's cool too about this movie is that they made a uh, like the the little guys, the frostbite guys, are like the hockey players. They made yeah. them too, which is I thought was really cool. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then, dude, you want to talk about just, like, dip millions of Batmans, bro? Good Lord. There were so many. Sky Assault. Running down. Neon Armor. Laser Cape. Rotor Blade. Thermal Shield. Ice Blade. Battleboard. Dude, even Robin has a bunch. Robin has a Blade Blast. Uh, Triple Strike Robin. Talon Strike Robin. Like it's insane. Attack wing Robin. 
but I think this Batman movie right here had the most figures for a mo- the the Batman movies. It had over sixty five. Oh wow! So yeah, that's, that's a, it. That's a and, massive uh, jump from sixteen in the first movie. Yeah, it's pretty wow. insane, man. If you think about it. Um, and let me hop into the box office right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop into uh see how much money these movies made. We'll start off with the original, the OG. Um, the OG with Keaton and Nicholson made four hundred and eleven million, which is pretty huge. That that is a lot of money, especially compared to back then. And its production budget was thirty five million. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Super successful. Wow. Right? I feel like it was pretty pretty good. Um returns. I I admitted how it made less and it did. It made a significant amount less because of how dark that movie was. I mean if you think about it, he was a he was a perv too, remember. Penguin was a perv. Like Oh yeah. He was expecting he was like, Catwoman to give it up. Yeah, he was filling up that girl when he put that like by the way, you know what part used to actually did kind of scare me as a kid? When he bit that dude's nose. Dude, that, and when he bit that bird, oh wait, no, that, and then also when Catwoman bit that bird in her mouth. Oh, that didn't creep me out. I was like, don't, don't eat the bird, what the heck? Don't eat oh it. god, you always scare of animals. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? Okay, okay. Sidebar, side sidebar, real quick. I will say one great thing, and you're gonna be like, Marcus, that's horrible. Why are you saying this? But one good thing that is coming out of this whole like coronavirus thing, everybody like stopping, and like, you no know, people are traveling. Factories aren't working anymore. Like one good thing about that, dude, our planet is healing. Like I read the thing the other day from a scientist so it wasn't just from some like crazy people but actual scientists that studies our earth's ozone layer they said just in the short amount of time like collectively as the world has kind of shut down in the past just this almost let's say about a month pretty much almost a month bro the ozone layer has already started to heal and people and like the waters in New York are starting to clear up like that's kind of a good thing that's happening anyway sorry yeah i mean it's almost like resetting itself um yeah not not sound like some green tea hippie but i just think i just think that's pretty good you know i've actually have noticed a lot more like birds and squirrels like out here by where i live yeah don't lie don't lie (laughs) to the people you leave your house every day of your life you don't even do shelter in place He does. Don't let him lie to you. This dude is like leaves his house every day of his life. He goes over a bridge. He goes over to the bridge. This guy over here, he doesn't listen to the governor at all. He does not listen. And guess what, though? When April 9th comes, when they start dishing out them checks, Marcus, do you do direct deposit on your taxes? (laughs) Oh, God. Do you? 
You don't. No, mm. I do not. Because if you can send me a check, send me a check. Well, then you won't be getting yours starting that first week. You'll probably wait three months, is what they're saying. They're saying the first people, the first people to get the checks first will probably be everybody that does direct deposit. And then after that, they got to start doing the mail ones, and they're going to go based off salary. The lower you are, the sooner you get it. <laughs> well, here we go. Hey, hey, what is it? What'd you say the other day? Yeah, you're too upper lower class for that. You you don't qualify. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 too I'm too above low class like that like the low class folks, but I'm too low for even middle class. I'm like stuck in the middle. Like when you talk about like the middle class, I'm not even middle, like, I'm right below the middle class, but I'm below class, like, poverty. There's a poverty line, and then there's middle class, and there's a little space in between, and that's where your boys fall. <laughs> All of All right. All of you, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, hey, hey, go, go find 2003 Justin Timberlake and go cry a river together. Now, uh, I will. I love that. I, I bet, I bet, I bet you will. He, hey, he was really into uh, R&B and the culture back then, so he'll probably love hanging out with you, Playboy. Now, uh, Bro, he still is. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get back into this box office thing inside Tangents alone. Right. Batman Returns made less and was $266 million, so almost $150 million less, and had a bigger budget with all those stars in it, $80 million. Batman Forever had a big budget too, which makes sense. Just as the, you know, yeah. <laughs> things cost more as we grow uh, yeah. older. Batman Forever was a hundred million, and only pulled in three hundred and thirty-six million. So that's kind of a success. But Batman and Robin, yeah. who of course had a bigger budget, one twenty-five. Arnold took all that twenty-five million. By the way, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Only two hundred and thirty-eight million, huh? Barely broke even. Uh, you know, quick Batman sidebar. Uh, related to Batman. Marcus, do you know the biggest box office Batman style movie of all time? Um, I want to say either Dark Knight. Or Batman versus. Uh, just pick one. Hmm. I'm gonna say Dark Knight Rises. Correct, Amundo. Uh, at over one billion eighty eighty four million. Wow. You know what's and bad, your Batman versus Superman is like fourth place on the list. Yeah. But it's still way higher than people, I think, understand at 873 uh, million. But that bo- that budget for Batman vs. Superman was insane. Yeah, it really was. 263 million. But, um, talking, though, about uh, what you know, we were saying earlier, how. Michael Keegan hasn't watched Batman Returns. 
what's kind of sad is that uh, what's his, uh, Christian Bale hasn't watched Dark Knight Rises. And I don't think that movie got enough uh, play as it should have, like, because that shooting happened. Like, obviously, that movie, it surpassed The Dark Knight, you know? To me, that was everything off and everything but it just didn't you know because it was overshadowed shadowed by that shooting and it's just it's I love that movie you, you want to know what's funny what? I, I know you love that movie but that movie's not even critically acclaimed as much as The Dark Knight no I know it's not I know it's not but I feel like I feel like part of that though I mean has to do with and I'm not trying to talk crap about him or like say it's overhyped I think other that hype uh, with the dark knight <laughs> has to do with the fact that Heath Ledger died like don't get me wrong homie was great I guess you could say this is my unpopular opinion like he was oh man great. You're, hold on that's not even scheduled for this week what the heck we don't have that in the budget <laughs> well hey we're gonna make it and we'll find a way Put, oh, put damn it. Thing. You better PayPal put, me. Hey, hey uh, uh, PayPal acting up. They barely want to give me my money that they owe me. Anyway, anyway, number five. Uh, Dude, I've had no problem I feel with like that. Though, okay. It's free. But I feel like a lot, like, yes, don't get me wrong. The Dark Knight was an amazing movie. Heath Ledger was, gave an amazing performance as the Joker. But I feel like because he died, that overshadowed anything that comes out. Well, hey, so, you know what, Marcus? That's another topic for another day because that's not in the 90s, you know? So, no, it's not. Um, but I was talking just about box office just because I think box office is fun, just about money. Uh, the Joker is the most successful, though, movie they've ever done. Just uh, so you okay, know. Yeah. And, and I only say that, and, yeah, because the budget on this Joker that was just released was only fifty-five million. Oh yeah, it was super low. And it did over a billion. Uh, huge movie. Um, did you want to go to over the animated series? Yeah, we can go over the animated series because, uh, um, so animated series, we'll we'll, we'll kind of, uh fly through it. It won't be super long. But just enough to uh, talk about it. So, the animated series, it was directly inspired by uh, the uh, Tim Burton film. Because I believe they started to develop it, like, right after Tim Burton was doing uh, Batman Returns. And so, because of that, that's when they started uh developing Batman the animated series. But you kind of see that, though. Like, you know how whenever there's, like, a, a superhero movie, it always happens with Spider-Man and Batman. Whenever they have a movie come out, a live-action one, there was always a cartoon that would come out right after. And so this was, like, the start of that. Uh, because of how dark they were. Because they're kind of massive of 
Oh, hold on, Marcus. Hold on, Marcus. Marcus. You're uh, breaking up really bad. What about now? Now it's okay, but everything you said sounded like computer glitches. Can you hear me now, though? Yes, sir. All right. I'll, I'll jump back. So. What did you say? Hello, Marcus. Did I lose Marcus? Oh man, folks, I think we lost Mr. Morton. And oh man, sorry for the cutoff, folks. Uh. These trying times on Skype, you know, um, everyone in the world is using Wi-Fi like crazy right now. Like, that's all that's being used in the world is Internet. That's how everything is going about. Um, the animated series, me and Marcus will do it another day. Uh, we will go deep dive into the full-on animated series, the plots within, and all the figures, man. Um, there's so many things to talk about. Um, we won't do it on the next episode. Next episode will be a WrestleMania recap, and we will also dive into figure problems and problems solved and some news. We got a boatload of news to tell you, and uh, yes. Yeah, so the next episode is gonna be exciting. It's gonna be one to look out for. Um, this one should be up before hopefully WrestleMania is done. Um. Marcus, do you have any parting words to the people? Uh, wash your hands. Uh, do your best. Stay away from people. And watch out. And be good to Don't be a jerk and like forward all this toilet paper and stuff. Like, calm down. Calm down. I think the thing people can do the most and being a history major, a lot of these big pandemics were solved via quarantine. Um, I think a lot, if you just stay home and when you go out, you go out because you have to, it's essential. Uh, the biggest thing that's being said right now. And I think it's true is do your best not to face when you think about, Do your best not then. Maybe when you're at home after you've disinfected your hands and you've washed them. uh, Yeah, okay, cool. You got to scratch it or whatever. Because, like, that's my biggest problem. Um, I always touch my face, and I'm trying my best not to. Uh, but it happens. It's always funny how much, like, you realize how much you do something when you're not supposed to do it, when you're trying to stop it. And that's the way my story of my life has been. <laughs> Yeah, don't tell me not to do something because I probably will, even though like I'm not trying to be rude and disrespectful. It just comes out that way. Uh, That's just the way it is. Some things will never change. Dang, that was the first time we sang this whole time, pretty much. Wow, that's a doctor. I know, right? Usually we going into something. You know, the kid the, the kid play a podcast and getting into something. That puffing big. The Suge Knight to the Tupac. You know, that's what it is. The Ice Cube to the Dr. Dre, you know. 
them natural born killers. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do. This is the Kobe to Shaq. This is the Scotty to Mike. I would say this is the Steph to Clay, but I don't like the Warriors, you know, so I can't use them like that. Oh, <laughs> but um, everybody just stay safe out there. Um, the easiest thing in the world is actually to be nice. Being nice is really easy. It actually takes work to be a dick. Um, it is. To, it, it takes work to it takes work to be a dick and not smile. More muscles are used to frown than to smile. So, you know. And when you're at home. Yeah, because when you grin it, you win it. By the way, guys, within the next few weeks, don't be surprised if we have a fun keyword there, guys. Fun Mark of Love segment where we're going to put Marcus oh. into the – Marcus will be in the hot seat, but the the contestants, the ones he's going to be looking through, are probably not going to be the people locally. They're going to be the the that were on the Flavor of Love and we're gonna have, and we're gonna go through each one, and I'm gonna be his big dude, his boy, <laughs> and I'm literally just gonna ask him about the castmate, and I'm gonna see what Marcus' opinion was on them because we both watch these shows like crazy. But it's funny because we're gonna uh, put Marcus in the seat of Flav. Uh, are we That'd be like fun. Yes, we we're gonna redo the show. Awesome. We're gonna redo the show. And you're going to be Flav. By the way, this idea was off the top of the head, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Shoutouts to me. Shoutouts to me. This will be fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be adding in my commentary on these. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be great. Um, that will be an upcoming episode soon enough. And uh, we love y'all. Everybody stay safe. Stay stay quarantined. And we will see and talk to you soon. Later. Gr- grocery bag. All day, every day. Holding it down. On the block. By myself. Because guess what? We are out.